0: You know, I played a lot of other parts besides Lou Grant.
1: Add them up, and they don't pay as much as Lou Grant, but there's a lot of them. Look at this guy. (laughs) That's me in a movie called The Skin Game. Perfect father figure. (laughs) For Apache, the Bronx, a sweetheart police captain. Uh, Father to a whole precinct. Uh, That's from the life and assassination of the Kingfish, Huey Long, father figure to the state of Louisiana, rich man, poor man with Huey Long, uh, with Huey Long suspenders, achieving the Joe Dash look.
0: Hi, this is Marion Ross. You are listening to TV Confidential. Joe Danzig, new principal. You agree to teach. Some of you
2: aren't doing that. Ed Asner passed away Sunday, August 29th at the age of 91. Tony and Donna are with us. We're talking about the legacy of Ed Asner which extended through many, many projects and, and reached three generations of fans. Tony, you mentioned he was very pro-labor. He also worked till the very, very end. As a matter of fact, he gave what uh, turned out to be his last print interview with the Hollywood Reporter. That was published like three days before he died it came out like Wednesday the 24th or 25th and it, it was like comparable to the Sunday New York Times feature article it was a nice long Q&A with Ed Asner and uh, where yeah he talked about some of the things he did before but he talked but he looked ahead and he looked good he looked good he was in good voice and 91 is a good long run for anyone
1: it's interesting you bring that up because I remember before Gavin McLeod died, he was he did an interview or he was part of a love boat reunion on, uh, let's call it a web series called Stars in the House, which is produced in New York. And it's uh, a lot of it in, follows uh, different Broadway performers, but they've done a lot of TV reunions and uh, these guys were doing two a day and they did a love boat reunion. And they had the entire cast and they brought in Gavin McLeod and it was like two weeks before his 90th birthday. And he looked great. He was he was on top of his game. I mean, he was, and he again is just, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. What it's kind of hard to say when you're in a pandemic, but uh yeah. um, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. But they were all working on projects, hopefully to get off, you know, the ground when when you could do so. Or they're doing something in the virtual world. So yeah, he was bright-eyed and, and uh, kind of looking forward uh, into the future. You know, if you look at these things and you're not even thinking, oh, this is going to be the last time we see them. And, and there have been uh, some other celebrities that we would see maybe at the Oscars or something like that or on the red carpet going, Oh, they're not going to be around much longer. But uh, I did not feel that way about Ed Asner. I did not feel
2: that way about Gavin McLeod. Yeah. Tony's tribute to Gavin McLeod, by the way, you can hear for free on the This Week in TV History podcast. You can hear the This Week in TV History podcast, Apple podcast, wherever podcasts are found. I know of at least two things that Ed was working on at the time he passed uh, one was a, a staged reading he did with Ruta Lee that was performed about a month ago wow Ruta describes him as a real trooper his wild and wicked sense of humor made life more joyous for everyone who crossed his path that is our friend Ruta Lee courtesy of our friend Harlan Ball, and what Ruta just said, I think the three of us can second and third.
1: Yeah, all the love and that's been pouring out for him. That's just an amazing legacy, you know. It's kind of like what the wizard told the Tin Man. A heart is not measured by how much you love, but how much you are loved by others. And I mean, for a guy who made a career playing this grouchy old man... <laughs> Everybody
2: loved him. Another project that was in the works, I was not aware of this until a couple of days ago. This is from Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr said, Ed Asner was a wonderful man. I had a long, good friendship with him. I was looking forward to doing an upcoming reading with him of two Jews talking. (laughs) We just had rehearsal last Tuesday, four or five days before he died. Oh, wow. we are heartbroken, we are heartsick, and, and, and devastated by the news and send our love to the family, Jamie Farr, also courtesy of our friend Harlan Bull, and you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, as a fan, it's sad to see that we will not see this, these performances materialize, but knowing that at the end of the day, Ed saw himself as a working actor, and you guys know this, there is nothing more joyful and nothing that gives an actor life's blood than working.
0: According to his IMDB page, he had nine projects in development. I mean, that's that's incredible.
1: It's incre- he was also in demand. That's the other yeah. thing. Yeah. How many 91-year-old actors are in demand? Betty White, okay. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke.
2: I hadn't thought of this. Vince Melanz- Be- Barry, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, and God bless all four of them. But uh, Betty White is now the sole surviving member of the Mary Tyler Moore Show cast.
1: Yes. Wow. And when Gavin McLeod died, he did send uh, uh, when he paid tribute. He he closed with Betty. It's just you and me now. Or Something, <laughs> yeah, similar
2: to that. This is also from our friend Harlan Bull. I thought the two of you would like this one in particular because we've also been fortunate enough to spend some radio time with her. Marion Ross said of Ed Asner, Ed was one of the best husbands I ever had. (laughs) I'm trying to remember when they worked together, but I can imagine the two of them together on a set. They must have been a lot of fun.
1: Yes. Marion Ross and Ed Asner worked on ABC Family's Chasing Life. Okay. Yeah, and a great pairing. Yeah. Wow. So the best husband she ever had. (laughs) That's a great line.
2: Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we pay tribute to Ed Asner, the actor known around the world as Lou Grant, both on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own show, Lou Grant. Ed Asner passed away this past Sunday, August 29th at the age of 91. We mentioned the planned stage reading of the play Two Jews Talking that Ed Asner and Jamie Farr were rehearsing just before he died. Later on the program, we will talk to Ed Weinberger. Ed Weinberger, one of the producers of the Mary Tyler Moore show, Ed Weinberger collaborated with Ed Asner three times over the past decade, including the one-man show A Man and His Prostate. Ed Weinberger wrote Two Jews Talking. He'll give us a little more information about how that play came to be. We've talked about Lou Grant, the dramatic series. We've talked about his singular portrayal of Santa Claus. I know, Donna, you, you love the Mary Tyler Moore Show. It's one of your all-time, it's like your top two or top yes. one. Do you have a favorite Ed moment from the Mary Tyler Moore Show off the top of your head?
0: Oh, he had so many great moments, but it was that defining moment in the pilot. You got spunk, I hate spunk. That's one of my favorite Lou Grant moments ever because that tells you everything you need to know about the character. But you go along, there was an episode, remember when Mary and Lou went on a date? (laughs) I mean, and I know the audience was cringing and there was a payoff in the end. And it was perfect. I think that episode, because I, as a viewer, and I'm was, I was very young at the time, like, this can't happen. This really can't happen.
1: Well, in the workplace today, it won't happen.
2: Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> I loved his reaction in the final episode when he find out found out they were all fired, yeah. except 10 his moments with lose moments with ted oh good lord i think well, they- the scene before they go for
1: the kleenex well, i think it was just before you know it's just when he said i treasure you people
2: that just, was so genuine yeah and in his book son of a junk man, Ed talks about what he remembers most and what he is most grateful for his seven years on the Mary Tyler Moore show were the friendships and relationships that he built and established and continued not only through those seven years, but for the rest of his life. So I would imagine there was a little bit of Ed Asner delivering that line as Lou Grant. Yeah. Oh, agreed.
1: There's no doubt about
0: that.
1: And it was a, a great. The final episode, I mean, just the way they ended it was just so perfect for that particular show. Singing, it's a long way to Tipperary.
0: And I kind of wish there had been a final episode of Lou Grant. Yeah. Several years later.
1: I think Lou Grant had so many other stories to tell. Lou Grant could have continued as long as there were not slow news dates.
2: And what's interesting is when he looks back on that, he said, I don't apologize for the stance I took. I do apologize for the price paid on other people for the stance I took because I put a lot of people out of work and I should not have done that. And I should have I should have thought about that. And if I had to do it again, I would have thought about that. And that says a lot about who he was as a person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that says everything right there about his because he was, really, he was willing to put his life and livelihood on the line for a principle. But it was not right that everybody else had to, just having to pay for the centers in, in this particular case. And I think at the time, unfortunately, the American television viewing public really didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. I'm sure there were people who agreed with what he had to say. There were people who agreed with William Paley's decision to fire him or cancel the show. But I think the majority really had no clue, nor could they find El Salvador on the map. Yeah, and you rarely hear me address the American television viewing public in that negative of a way. But I don't think the bulk of the viewers at that time knew where this place was, why it was an issue, or any aspect of it. So the fact that he said something about it and got fired for it, I think, was just confusing. And more so, why do you get fired for expressing an opinion like that? I think that at the end of it, either they didn't know what the big deal was about, or why would you why did you cancel one of my favorite shows? Because he said this thing. Like I said, I normally don't speak that way about the American viewing public, because I always want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think don't think they often get enough credit than that they do deserve. But... I mean, in hindsight, I think that show could have gone at least another three years, or at least tied with you know Mary Tyler Moore yeah. if they wanted to kind of and have a send off and have a wrap up. And like I, I felt like Lou Grant could have been revisited after the riots, after the Northridge earthquake, after OJ, after Monica Lewinsky. Wow. You could have had a TV movie centering around the paper those particular times, but it wouldn't. It would also just be the role of yeah. Or I would expect Lou Grant to be fired again. I
0: would have loved to have seen an episode with Lou Grant going from print to digital. I mean, imagine that episode. He would have, I think he would have adapted, but he would have fought it the entire way. Or
1: gone to digital because of the state of newspapers.
2: Yeah. And let's not forget Lou Grant was the first hour long. Show for MTM Productions. Yes, so that makes him a pioneer in that respect as well.
1: And it was the first time we saw a drama spun off from a comedy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we've seen it a couple of times since, but uh, it, it was the very first. And then I think Trapper John was, you know, not far behind. But to
0: have the same actor play.
1: Yeah, they have to have the same actor play.
0: Going from a comedy to a workplace comedy to a one-hour drama.
1: Yeah. Still seamlessly. Very much centered, uh, obviously, around the workplace. And I remember uh, in his interviews, by the way, if you want find him on uh, Archive of American Television, uh, wonderful interviews there because he, he talks about all of it. But he also talks about how he had to shift the character of Lou Grant, you know, when he's helming the show. And one of the big differences that you have of, of the two uh, of the characters from the two different shows is, Lou Grant on his own show could not have that scotch bottle in his desk drawer. You know, well, that, he
0: could, but that would give birth yeah. to another episode or series of episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because that did surprise me when his friend Charlie, who brings him to the L.A. Trib, and Lou Grant is down on his luck after being fired. I mean, tapped out down to his last hundred bucks or so. And he's in LA, and he want to bring him back to print journalism. And he said, "Give him a try." And he brought him right over to the city desk and sat him down there. I thought the next thing we would see is a scotch
0: bottle
1: because <laughs> you knew that the Lou Grant from the Mary Tyler Moore Show started in print because his career predates television. But then, throughout the run of Lou Grant, if any of the characters in the newsroom said anything dismissive of television news he would remind him that he came from television news or that he used to work in television news you know just so uh the print journalists would never get too full of themselves uh, on that aspect he would always bring up that reminder there were interesting choices i think there was only one other character and i can't remember her name it was mary's aunt
2: eileen yeah. hecker
1: yes and they and they did not have any scenes together uh, Bill the character of Billy Newman. Yeah. Right.
2: Eileen Hecker did a crossover of sorts for on uh, Lou Grant.
1: Yeah. And At, and as was, Mary's Aunt Flo. Yes, Aunt Flo. Billy was covering a story, I think, somewhere in Bakersfield, and Aunt Flo was covering the same story. Yeah. And it was like, so do you know that Lou Grant? He said, Yeah. So, oh yeah, so that was it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but they never had any scenes together. But yeah, so they wanted to have a certain distancing from the Mary Tyler Moore show. And granted, Ted Knight had another gig. Uh, Kevin McCloud had another gig. Betty White had another gig. <laughs> so uh, the crossover potential of other characters—they were, I mean, American the more ends. I think everybody had a gig the following season. I believe most of them did not have uh, great longevity, but I think everyone had a job the following fall. Yep. Gavin obviously with the love boat but uh, there was a, a Betty White show, uh, Ted Knight had a show, uh, and Betty White show had Georgia Engel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yes. So they were all gainfully employed when this show came to an end, which was also great, which is, I can't think of any other time you've seen that happen. You're or, right,
0: I mean, everybody, even- you know, Rota, I mean, I'm
1: just thinking out loud now, I can't think of- Yeah, you know,
0: Rhoda and Phyllis spun off.
1: Rhoda and Phyllis spun off, so they were As all- well. uh, Yeah, they were. They were. they were in a good position. But every one of the main characters on that show had another job by the time the fall came around. I, I can't think of any other time that that's ever happened. Because they're not in demand the or they got so pigeonholed or stereotyped for that one character. It's kind of hard for them to find another
2: character. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
0: Ah, mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year. Now by going to Caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for $10 off your first purchase, get $10 off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at Caskers.com.
2: Any final thoughts about Ed Asner that you want to share with our listeners?
0: Uh, just, he will be greatly missed by the industry and by the viewing public. I mean, this one, this one was a hard one. And we are, we're saying that more and more pieces.
1: Yeah, this was a very difficult one. I think also, uh, not just for his work on camera, but he was uh, president of the Screen Actors Guild. He gave a lot of his time, blood, sweat and tears to improve the life and livelihoods of uh, actors. I mean, he came from the ground up and had his struggles, and I don't think he ever, ever, ever forgot. And he reminded people that he drove cabs, he he worked in an auto plant, he, you know, I mean, he, he grew up, you know, the family had an, uh, a junk shop and a, and a junkyard and all. So, you know, he does have these blue collar roots, and he never forgot any of that. His pre acting life and his early acting life, that was never forgotten. One episode we did not bring up is Chuckles Bites the Dust of the Mary Tyler Moore show. And uh, at the epilogue, let's call it, of the episode, after the big moment at the funeral, when everybody was talking about what they would like, Ted was talking about being frozen and all of this, and Lou Grant said he didn't want any fuss. So when I go, I just want to be stood outside in the garbage with my hat on. And... (laughs) And so I have a visual, which I don't think we will see posted on Facebook.
2: Yeah, I don't I, I know. Uh,
1: yeah. But it was such a great Lou Grant thing to say. And if we had a chance to ask that of Ed Asner, which, of course, the guy was so full of life, you don't think in those terms when you talk to somebody like that. You know, you have to think that he probably shrug and go yeah, I kind of like the idea. <laughs> 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 or he would go on 45 minutes on What a Sham the Funeral Industry is or something yeah. like that. Hey. Yeah. But uh, he, it was just, yeah, that that I think just a classic Lou Grant line that just sums up who the character
2: is. And I think it's the
0: classic Ed Asner line. I think there was a lot of added in that line. like this. Yeah. Something tells me.
2: Child of Television, not blogspot.com, also storysalon.com, Facebook.com forward slash story salon. This week in TV History Podcast, available, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. The Fall Again Trilogy by Donna Allen Figueroa. Available, fallaganseries.com Yes. Tony and Donna, we'll see you next time. Next time. We'll take a quick timeout, then Greg Erebar will join us with some thoughts on the passing of Ed Asner, including a few recommended viewings of Ed Asner, available on DVD or streaming on demand, including several titles that you may not have heard of or perhaps even forgotten. All that and more we continue our tribute to Ed Asner here on TV Confidential.
1: i I can't do anything right
0: buddy you're more of an elf than anyone i ever met and the only one who i would want working on my sleigh tonight really really will you fix it for me buddy i'll try papa taught me how you gotta find it first it dropped off the sleigh back over there a ways the the engine the engine go buddy go
2: mr elf
0: Or visit Front Porch for more information on how they can help you.